This is the Big Sports Breakfast, Laurie Daly, Michael Clark, and Benway with you this morning. We've had so many great guests on already, and we still have Shane Flanagan and Luke Nankervis from the Adelaide Crows joining us. So good to chat to the Dragons coach and the Adelaide Crows rep very, very shortly. That's all coming up in the next hour. I'm... The text line yeah, what's is happened? down. What have you done? Well, but you I'm, done so, you, I'm so glad it's down. You've blown the system up. I'm genuinely glad that it's down mm. because there's there have been no shortage of people having a laugh at my expense. And Louise, I hope Louise is still listening. She, Louise is a genius. She stitched me up. What do you mean? She stitched me up. Oh, you reckon Louise stitched you up? <laughs> you reckon? I don't think so, mate. She is more than capable of being... A twenty-kilometer walking judge. I'm sure Louise is capable of doing whatever she wants to do. I didn't say she was going to be a competitor, (laughs) and she took the opportunity to throw me (laughs) under the bus. And you know what? It was bloody funny, and I'm glad that she did. A few people have texted in. Oh, Benny boy, you're going to cop some stick for that, my friend. Uh, Somebody else compared it to the time a fellow with no arms was given a wristwatch as a prize at a sporting event, and that is true. Others suggesting that it reminded them of the time that Mario Fennec on the the footy show handed a bloke with um, one arm, a a pie and and sauce on a saucer. And clearly the bloke just stood there for five minutes because he couldn't eat it anyway. The texts have just been coming in and in and in. Uh, others asked whether we could have Stevie Wonder on and Ben could ask him whether he's going to be a beauty contest judge in the next life. So, uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Really appreciate When's it. When's Flano on? Uh, soon, hopefully. <laughs> he can save me. Stop digging, mate. <laughs> yeah. Mate. You're digging, digging, digging. I'm just reading the, mate, just, you're uh, digging, reading the text. You're digging. Uh, I'd get off this text. topic yeah. pretty quickly if I was you. No, they said Ben. A lot have compared it to Mario Fennec. Mm. I hope Mario is well. Have you seen him lately? I haven't, mate. No, but hopefully he's travelling okay. I saw him briefly at the Coast Golf Club, um, Mm. and he was looking well. He was with his family. Oh, that's good. That's good, because we know that the discussion around concussion uh, is only going to ramp up in the coming years and in the coming weeks, because there has been some talk, and we could ask Shane uh, when we get him on about... There's been some talk about limiting the amount of contact sessions um, during the year. Mm. So I, I don't know whether they've made a decision on that or how many you're allowed to do, but I think it's an ongoing discussion that we're going to have and there'll be tighter rules around concussion. And do you feel as though that would that would work? I, I don't know. Well, I, stretch, I, I don't know because I haven't got all the information. You know, mm. you, you've got to go with the data and the information that the doctors have at their disposal. There's no point me saying, uh, you know, uh, just open slather, away you go, mm. because if they present to you saying that this causes long-term damage, well, then you have to pull back. Yeah. But I think you've got to get all that information first and then assess it from there. Mm. I'm sure Shane and his team have done plenty of digging on that front, and maybe that's something we can discuss a little bit later with enough time. But Shane Flanagan is on the line, head coach at the Dragons, and... Looking forward to a big 2023 with a, a squad that may be galvanised after a, a, a year last year that um, I'm sure they hope to improve on. Shane, how are you and how's the off-season been? Yeah, good morning, Ben. Good morning, boys. Yeah, it's been, um, it's been tough for the boys. It hasn't been that tough for me, but uh, it's been three and a half months, a really tough slog for the boys in the gym and out in the training field. So... They've done a heap of work, and I'm really happy with what you know how they've put in and the work that they've done. We're ready to play. 
Flano, how's it been, mate? First year back in charge. Um, Expectation-wise, internally, I think, will be different from externally. Um, where, where do you see the challenges you face this year? Where are you optimistic about what you're going to do well? And what will be a fair sort of rating for your season in terms of performance? Is it make the eight and that's the bottom line? Or are you being sort of realistic? Or what's your expectation of the group? Yeah, good morning, Loz. Um, I think, uh, you know, realistically, we like to think that we can contend for the eight. Um, you know, the playing group has worked really hard. I, you know, obviously had the last tail end of the last year, six months to sit back and look at the team and look at the squad. And, you know, we addressed a few things from, you know, high performance. I've got some new high performance staff and some new assistant coaches. And, um, you know, we addressed a few areas. And one of those areas we didn't think we'll fit enough, fast enough or strong enough. And um, we've worked really hard in that space. And you know that, you know some people might say, you know, well, how's that going to help you? Uh, I mean, you, when you're playing football, but the way we want to play, we needed to be fitter, faster, and stronger. So you'll see a different, you know, style of football. We'll defend differently, um, and you know, on the back of that, we should win a lot more football games. So and we'll we'll compete really hard. They've got a clear head, clear mind at the moment. So I think all those little things, little jigsaw pieces put into place, um, it'll be a lot better season for the Dragons. Shane, great to speak to you, mate. I'd imagine just about every coach in every sport has this challenge, and and it's trying to put the team first, but we've heard players come out and say they want to play certain positions, and I just think of of Zach Lomax, for example. He's publicly Mm -hmm. said he wants to play fullback, and I see you've named him on the wing. How hard is, is that to... You know, to be able to let you know show the players, the team has to come first, but but then also get the players on board. Yeah, Michael, it's, it is a tough one, and you know, obviously sometimes players have got to put their their ego in their pocket a little bit. But Zach is you know one of those players that he's super talented. He's one of the, or oh, he is the fittest in the uh, in yeah. the club, and um, you know his skill set suits a few positions. Um, he can play centre, he can play fullback, and he can play wing. And mm. I see him playing all those positions at some point during the year. So um, you know, I always used to you know some of the boys you know Dean Young talks about when he's with Wayne and Wayne's philosophy a lot of the time was just pick the best seventeen players and get them out there and positions will sort themselves out. And mm. that's probably a little bit at the moment with the Dragons. We're just got to put our best seventeen out there, and and Zach's in that. So. Um, we just need to find out, you know, injuries and um, suspensions yeah. and form will all play part of it during the year. But, you know, round one, um, he's in the team. I'm not quite sure where, but um, he'll definitely be in it. We all know that, you know, Ben Hunt last year was concerned about whether um, the club was doing enough to go forward and whether he's happy or not. But by looking mm-hmm. at him and seeing him in the news, you've done a good job there, uh, Flano, because he looks quite happy and he's very excited and optimistic about the season. Yeah, Lars, like you, you are in a similar position, I suppose. That you know, he's an elite Origin player. He's played for his country, and you know, he goes back to club, and you know, he's been there for a fair while now, and he hasn't had the success that he planned on, and um, you know, gets a bit down every now and again, and battling away and not winning football games, and it does get to, or sorry, that can get to you, and. Mm. I think it got to Ben a little bit and, you know, obviously another club came knocking on the door and, you know, then it even escalates into, oh, you know, should I go? We have more chance of winning and maybe winning a competition somewhere else. And, you know, he wasn't happy, um, but it was based around winning. And, you know, I love that in Ben. He just wants to win football games and, um, you know, we've changed a lot over the last six months and, um, you know, Ben's been a big part of that. And, you know, and I've got to take him along for the ride. You know, I include yeah. him in 
you know, uh, you know, when we train, how we train, recruitment, retention. So it's not just go out there and play, Ben. It's more of you're our captain. You've got to make some big decisions here, you know, how we train and when we train and all that sort of stuff and just bring him along for the ride. And he's really enjoyed it. And, you know, he was close to Anthony Griffin. And I can understand that. But um, he's he's fully on board and he's been outstanding for me as a leader and as a captain um, the last three and a half months. Yeah, and how's Cole enjoyed that, mate, having the likes of Ben around him? I, I listened to him speak. I think it was last night, uh, Cole got mm-hmm. interviewed on the news, and he seems ultra positive and in great spirit. So how's he fitted in? Uh, Clarky, I reckon if you just replay the um, Luke Brooks tape, um, yeah. you could just put over, overlay that with Kyle because yeah, awesome. they're, they're two blokes, exactly the same sort of situation. That They're at clubs that had a lot of pressure on them, mm. and whether they handled it or not, you know, that's something people can make their own decision. But... They go to new clubs and they're not the main man. Um, they go there and they've just got to do their job. And um, Kyle's just got to do his job. And Kyle's skill set complements Ben. You know, he's a bit more of a talker and organiser and can take a little bit of pressure off Ben. And Ben can just look up and play and run a little bit more. So they've worked really well together. I'm really happy the way they've worked. And as I said, I think it's a you know, ditto with uh, Luke Brooks and Chet Daly Cherry Evans. I think it'll be two good years for both of those boys. Uh, I read in the paper yesterday that Luciano Leilua could be heading towards the Dragons, and I think he'd be a very, very good pick-up for you guys if you got him. What's the mm-hmm. latest there, mate? Are you chasing, or are you just holding holding at the moment? <laughs> you know what a slight lies like. <laughs> 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 you have changed. Sorry, mate. Was no, a, sorry, journo mate. now, Flano. Don't worry about that, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I was in the media for two years, but you're dead set right here. <laughs> Imagine if I asked you that I question when you were coaching Origin. You would have lied straight to my face. 100%. <laughs> you can lie, Flanner. <laughs> no, we'll look at it. Um, we'll look at it. We'll just, um, you know, obviously there's some circumstances around why he wants to leave the Cowboys and we just need to dig a little bit deeper there. But, you know, I agree with Laurie. He's a quality player and... Is he going to make the Dragons a better football team? Yes, um, you know. So, well, definitely. That's my that's my job is to make him a better football team and get you know quality players to the club. So, we'll definitely look at it. How do you treat trials, Flanner? Uh, we'll treat him pretty seriously, Loz. We'll, yep. um, you know, we don't want to. We just can't cruise into the um, season and think that it's going to be okay. Obviously, new coach, a lot of new players. You know, probably a new spine. So we've got to go into the trials and get something out of it. You know, it's not about winning, but it's about definitely about a good performance. Uh, uh, the scoreboard will look after ourselves if we do things that we're practicing in the off-season. You know, trust each other and believe in each other. Um, trust in our systems, believe in our systems. So a lot of work's gone on in the off-season and we want to see it under pressure in a trial for at least probably 40 minutes on the weekend and then probably a little bit longer against West Tigers out at Mudgee the following week. Well, I think it's fair to say Dragons members and fans have cause for optimism this season. Best of luck to you. It's been great to have you on. I'm sure the guys are going to have you on many times throughout the course of the season, but it was good to chat. Good on you, boys. Good luck. Good on you, Flatter. Good luck, mate. This is the Big Sports Breakfast. We'll get to Luke Nankervis very shortly. Just an update on that street parade for the Kansas City Chiefs in the wake of their Super Bowl victory. We mentioned earlier that there had been a shooting shortly after the conclusion of that previously. And we all we can do is follow up the reports coming to us uh, from that location. Previously, they said 10 people were injured. That's now been updated. 10 people have been shot. Three of those are critical and one of them has died. 
So that story that was already disastrous, absolutely horrific to hear, has just got even worse. So again... You know, this is the big sports brekkie. It was a Super Super Bowl parade, but that is largely a news story. And if you're wanting updates on that, uh, most networks and online are keeping you updated. I'll try to keep across the basics for you. But at this stage, 10 people shot, three critical, and one has died. That yeah, is very, not sad, good. very sad. Very sad. When you go into an event like that and supporting your team, um, to hear news like that is very... Very difficult to, to understand. And we'll never understand it, but what goes through the mind of somebody to go to an event like that where everyone's celebrating, feeling positive, mm. going about enjoying their day, to go there and do that? I mean, you don't need me to tell you that that takes a very weird unit. Uh, let's get to Luke, a lot more positive angle this morning. Uh, the Crows had a, a good year, to be honest. I think most of listened on the few days that I've hosted here knows that know that I'm a Crows fan from way back and they had a good year albeit missing the finals last year and this guy went into season 2023 thinking he was a forward and three hours before a game was told hey you're in for your debut and ultimately has become one of the defensive strongholds for the Crows so Luke it's great to have you on the show and I can't wait to see you in 2024. Hey guys thanks for having me on. Well, it, that was I mean, I hope this is okay and, and not too forthright. That was pretty weird how you ended up being a defender last season. I'm sure you didn't see it coming. Yeah, I don't think ever in my juniors I thought I'd be a defender. Um, and, yeah, fortunately sprung me. Um, like, as soon as we were about to start the 2023 season, was, yeah, it was a bit difficult, but um, it's been good and that got me an AFL game. So, yeah, it's been exciting. How's pre-season been, Luke? I'm sure the boys are ready to uh, get on the park. Yeah, it's um, it's been tough. Uh, obviously, it's Darren Berger um, putting us to the sword um, each week. But it's um, yeah, everyone's pretty excited to to prove ourselves this year. Obviously, we were snubbed a bit last year, so I think we're all excited to see what we can do this year. Yeah, morning, Luke. I, I thought you played some really good football at different stages last year. You just missed out on the finals. What did you identify in the off-season that you've worked on this pre-season? Um, oh, a lot of it is um, winning those uh, those close games. So, yeah, those we've been uh, practising those scenarios a fair bit this, this pre-season. Um, and, yeah, that's a, a lot of it. I think we, we win those four or five games that we lost by a goal that puts us up in the top four. So, yeah, a lot of that is just winning those away games and those close games. Yeah, there were some heartbreakers there. And I guess you can live and learn in many respects in terms of how you play, different tempos, those sorts of things when it comes to the last five minutes of each quarter. And they were maybe parts where the game was just taken away that little bit, you know, late goals in late quarters. And and they are things that you can work on, which is positive. But the other aspect to it was that you're one of the more entertaining teams, speedy, fast hands, and I'm sure that's been an aspect you've been working on as well, that quick movement around the stoppages. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's what we pride ourselves on. So we don't want to go away from that stuff. But, yeah, I think, as you say, it's just winning those close games and being out to be composed in those tough moments. Can you just tell us a little bit about that debut call-up? So you got a handful of games last year, but is it right that you were told only three hours before? Yeah, um, I came over as an emergency because Nixie was telling me I was close and 
he wanted me to get um, used to, to traveling with the team and to see what it's like. Um, and yeah, one of the boys was sick and that they were telling me, he was in my position and they were telling me there's a chance. So I had to sleep that night knowing there's about a 20% chance I was playing. Um, and then three hours before the game, Nixie comes up to me and says, yeah, the other bloke's sick and um, you're debuting. So yeah, it was a pretty exciting time, but I had to make about 50 phone calls in, in 30 minutes before we got went to the game and organised tickets for everybody. So it was, yeah, exciting, but very... Very yeah. On me. yeah, it's always an exciting time making your debut. Uh, a guy that's had a number of years in the system, Taylor Walker, had his best season, 76 goals. Why did he, well, why was he able to kick 76 goals? It, it, you know, I mean, compared to his previous seasons, he was kicking 43s and 48s and 47s, and all of a sudden he comes out and kicks 76. Why was that close to his best season? Um, gosh, I mean, I'm not sure if I know the secret, but yeah, I think each year he, he surprises us a little bit more. Um, I think we're all pretty excited to see what he does this year, but, um, I guess he's around a stronger team now as well, which might help, but yeah, I think he's just aging like a fine wine. He's kicking pretty well and yeah, going very well. So it's exciting to see what we can do this, this year. This is a little bit niche, but that goal last year that he kicked where he's balked on the right, run around to the left and slotted it from 50 on the half-forward flank, seriously. that Not many possess that ability, but this is more about you. You and your housemates, Rochelle, <laughs> Saligo. Talk to me about that house and... It'd be clean. Uh, let's throw a few people <laughs> under... <laughs> let's throw some under the bus because we might interview them later on. So tell us who's the, who's the chef... Who's the cleaner? Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a madhouse. I was a favourite in there. Um, but I'll say Josh, Josh and Sally's just gotten a girlfriend and I don't think I've seen him in about a month. So, yeah, oh. he's definitely, definitely no good around the house. Um, and then I reckon Jake and I are both pretty good at, at cleaning, but I'm the better cook after. Oh. I know times have changed, Luke, but is there one bloke or is it you that live in the house together that is big on the peer group pressure so like you might want to stay at home one night and the others are going out for a beer and they just sort of pound you and say come on stop being soft come on come on and then you reluctantly give in and you've got to go you've got to give in you don't have a choice mate if your room is out mate you can't say no to it mate i was trying to lead this lifestyle what were you thinking i wasn't i wasn't what were you thinking a bloke by the name of Steve Stone, he would just always Good. give it to me, give it to me. And then in the end, you just go, right, I'll That's your up. job as a roommate. <laughs> Take your wingman everywhere you go. Who was yours? You'd have a guess. Yeah. yeah the king. I'd warn him. Warn him. Yeah, yeah, that's my point. How is I going to say no to him? <laughs> so, so who does it in your household, Luke? Yeah, that sounds like Josh or Sally. He's definitely always trying to get out of the with him. Um, but sometimes you just got to rein him back. He takes a little yeah. bit of reining. From what I can see on the field, I can only imagine his enthusiasm offered as well. But it would be an entertaining house. And it sounds like it might be in all of your best interests that he keeps this girlfriend and maybe stays a, a little on the low-key side. Best of luck for the season ahead. I certainly will be cheering you on. And for what it's worth, I think we all know that ball did not hit the post. 
<laughs> Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Cheers, mate. This is the Big Sports Breakfast. Ben Way alongside Laurie Daly and Michael Clark. Keep those texts coming through. We've still got a bit of a drama at the business end in getting those, but for those send, sending them through, I am eventually getting them. I did laugh at this one, albeit through some tears. Mitch from Robertson. I love the Crows as well, Benny, mainly because they lost the 2017 grand final. I can only assume a big Richmond Tigers fan there. And fun story about that. Well, sort of fun. It wasn't fun for the Crows. I heard Damien Hardwick speak about that grand final a year or two ago. And he said that of all the grand finals in the past 10 years, he thinks that kind of defined the way that AFL was stylized and played for the years that followed because you had the Crows who were a full-on forward assault, uh, sort of playing a, playing a Pagan's Paddock style of footy with fast forward sprinting into open ground. And then you had Richmond, really tight, contested ball, tough, giving the opposition no space. He said, had the Crows have won that grand final, every team would have been trying to replicate their fast attacking mm. style because they won. But because Richmond won... Other teams then started to try to replicate that. The close-in, tight handball, win the contested ball, force it forward at all costs. And It's usually what... the way. It's usually the way. Teams, if you win a grand final, they look harder at what you actually do. And then if you win you know, two in a row or two in three years, they tend to think that that's the system moving forward. So was that the year that they had the, the stare-off? The Crows what, what was had that called? Very... The... Yeah, the Crows what? had their now infamous... Power stand or something, wasn't it? Yeah, where they were essentially standing there with, without their arms linked together. Yeah. yeah. It was the power stance. It didn't stance. work, did it? Oh, no, it didn't. Yeah. But it obviously got them to a grand final. Uh, we got a tip come through. Greg, the South Coast Tyler, uh, said hello to Michael Clark, by the way. Oh, g'day, Greg. In fact, he referenced you as the great Michael Clark. The oh, champion. Oh, oh I think he champed you. I but I'm sure he means the champion. Don't care. Champ's fine with me. Champion's yeah. fine with me. So Whatever you call me, he's fine with me. His best yeah. of the day. I'll just go with Michael. Michael's the, fine. The best of the day. The owners have told me ready to win. Goulburn, race five, number 11, hell dancer. And I've seen $3.90 the open, $2.60 into even money. Already today. Where are so you getting these messages we'll from? Take why, that on board. why can you see them, but I can't? So I've been given screenshots of the other from lads' outside. screen. From so it's outside. just our screens that are it's not, not working. getting to us. Have they pulled those down because of. Maybe. Maybe. Mm, okay. <laughs> Maybe. Smart no, no one's, no one's lipping me off yet. <laughs> and <laughs> don't take that as a sign to start doing it, everyone. Normo, <laughs> actually, Normo was lipping me off. A Swans fan from Normo. Uh, thanks. Typical Crows comment. That's in regards to the ball. Not hitting the post. Mm. He said, typical Crows comment, grow up and get over it. The match with the Swans was not over. What part of that do you not understand? Well, I'll tell you this much. The AFL came out. They've said it didn't hit the post. It was a glaring error. Oh, the vision let it shows it go, didn't hit the mate. post. Let the Crows it go. would have won the game. I know there was time left on the clock, but not much. They would have won the game. It mate. cost them finals. Now, I'm just oh, saying. Let it go. It's a new that season. Had that have been was that Collingwood, the last game of the season? Carlton. <laughs> One more to go well, Yes, the regular see, season. You can't oh, say it cost it. What do you mean? Well, it did. No, it can't. But it did. No. Was, it, was this last year? That may Lots of things happened last previous, year we want to let go. Just add that to the list. <laughs> so if you lose like that in round one, are you going to say that that cost you your season? He will. Benny will, yes, definitely. If you miss the finals by a couple of points, yes. Yeah. 
It is a long season, and you, I look forward you to this can, year. You can <laughs> still make it without being it, – it, it's different if it's that game in that moment. I could understand. Well, it but was. when you had one more game to go. Hmm. That they won and they missed. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Could have changed. It cost you the flag. Mindset. That's what you're really saying. It doesn't matter. That oh, they would have given it cost a you shake. the flag. Yeah, yeah undeniably. <laughs> cost the Crows a flag. I'll tell you what, though. They, they need to be playing finals football this year, the Crows. Otherwise, they've underachieved. I agree 100%. Hmm. And as he mentioned, I, I thought he was great, by the way. For yep. guys yeah, only he played the four Mate, games, yeah. and I, I thought he. Nice kid. Was nice very young good. man, I should say. Not a kid. Nice but as he mentioned, man. they lost five really tight games, including that one. Yeah. And you're going to lose close games throughout the course of a season. But say they win three of those. Well, then they're in the eight comfortably. I completely agree with you, mm. especially for Matty Nix, who's now, I think, five seasons in, or coming into his sixth yeah. even. I think it is important. He was coming him. off a low base when he took over, though. Very. And they've had and many And they've improved every year in terms of win ratio, yeah. win-loss ratio. So I, I just think that with the, their best football that they played last year would be good enough or should be good enough to play finals. And if they're consistent enough and they've worked on those scenarios, um, because that's a lot of games to be losing. Yes. Like five by less than one goal. Yeah, it, trust me, it hurt. Yeah. Um, so anyway, rather than reopening that wound once again, let's go through a couple of cricket scores from Valentine's Day. Victorian opener Tom Rogers blasted the sixth highest score in Australian one-day domestic history, 196 off 142 against New South Wales at North Sydney Oval. I uh, did see that Elisa Healy has declared that she'll be willing to lose the Wacker test against South Africa in an attempt to win it. And I always like that from a captain, Michael. Mm. You've got to risk it for the biscuit, don't you? Occasionally. Uh, hopefully they don't even get in that situation. I think the oh, South Africa have been competitive, there's no doubt about it. But this Aussie team, um, I reckon they've been looking forward to this opportunity. So I reckon you'll see them play some of their best cricket. But yeah, I think that's, um, well, that was, it, it, it is easier said than done. Mm. But there's certainly times through, if you, through your captaincy, certainly if you do it for a long period of time, where you will need to make decisions. Um, that could put your team under pressure or you could be in a position where it is, you know, if you went safety first, you would probably guarantee yourself of a draw, but make it harder for yourself to win a game um, where you'll need to choose between that. So yeah, if that's her style, Alyssa, then I wish her well with it. It was certainly my style. I think um, on occasions I might've pushed those boundaries too far. I certainly in other people's minds, but you know, to me, sport's about that. Someone wins and someone loses. Mm-hmm. Um, the unfortunate part is the bit in the middle where you get a draw in the sport that I played. But, yeah, that the draw is definitely last result. The open line, 13.53.53. And that text line, 0419767272. Alex, how can we help? Morning, gents. Um, now, I'm probably going to have half Maroubra and Redfern out with the pitchforks after this comment. But I honestly don't. I honestly can't see uh, South um, getting into the eight this year. I just think wow. um, the injuries wow. the injuries in their back line, Munro, White's out for the first four weeks. Um, they've got the depth there isn't that great. And then obviously you've got, um, who's the centre? Uh, Campbell Graham's now gone mm. for most of the season. Then you throw in Origin in the middle of the year mm. where, where they're probably going to lose a few plays maybe from White now. I just... I just think it, look, it screams Parramatta from last year 
with the suspensions and injuries. And I, I just think that they're going to struggle to make the eight this year. Well, you make a good comparison when you throw all those things into the mix. Um, but I'm just working on the fact that they're coming off a, a low base in 2023. And, and the fact they were leading the comp after, I think, 11 or 12 rounds. Um, but you're they're not going to have that this year, though, that was. No. They're not going to be. You know, I, I think they're going to struggle the first 10 rounds or so. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not saying that I don't have good quality in their team. I'm just thinking, you know, it's not going well. And I, I question also the Campbell, the Campbell Graham scenario. They, um, you know, like, why, why would you risk having him potentially re-injure that and not get the surgery at the end of last year, and and you know risk it now. Now he's now he's out for pretty well the whole season. I I found that a pretty strange, strange decision. Yeah, we, we actually discussed that because mm. we were a bit unsure of it as well. We we were thinking if the medical advice was, we can try and treat it, and you may be okay, but worst case scenario, if it doesn't heal, you will spend six months out in the side on the sideline. I thought the approach might have been, well, you know what, I'll, I'll go in and get it yeah. done. Yeah. Mm. Rather than taking that risk. But if they yeah. said to me, listen, it will recover, but it's going to take a bit of time. It's a tough one. Th- then, then you're doing the, oh, well, I'd rather heal naturally. I reckon physio, so I don't know whether strength and conditioning trainers. Go wrong at yeah, training. That's what I reckon's happened. But I reckon they're faced with that decision regularly. Strength and conditioning and physios yeah. and doctors oh, yeah. making a making a tough call. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't go to yeah. doesn't go to plan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I reckon there's something that's impacted it during preseason that might have accelerated the fact that they need up to go and, yeah. and now they've got to the stage where, unfortunately, because you've yeah. re-injured it, for example, now we've got to. Yeah, I, I find with South, so Alex, I, I reckon people are either in or out with South. I reckon they'll be fuming if they don't make top four, let alone top eight. Well, if, if they don't with, that, make, with that squad. Yeah. If, if they don't make top eight, that's a disastrous oh. on the back of last year. But I, I, I reckon people will either be like Alex, they just go, no, nah, I'll put a red pen through them, yeah. or they're a bit like you. I, I'll finish top four. Oh. We'll finish top four. Mate, they're, well, they're starting I don't think there's any in between with and them. Alex is right. Again, we, we have this conversation at the start of every season. A lot does depend on how you manage your players through the season, injuries. Yeah. And especially through that origin period. And Souths are going to lose, if they're fit, they're going to lose some players well, through that to series. games because if they do have yeah. a lot of players involved and they haven't won those games, they're chasing their tail right from the, from the get-go. So it's important for them to start the year well. I, I'm going to have them in my eight. I don't know where, but I, uh, Souths will definitely be in my eight. Thank you, Alex. Really appreciate your thoughts. And you've got a bit of support as well, the factor. I agree with old mate. I assume he's referencing Alex. South's busted and got nothing if Latrell doesn't fire, and he rarely fires that, the opinion of the factor. Another one, anonymously through, 100% agree South will not make the eight. So he's no orphan there. There are a few that are in that camp. If you guys don't mind, I'll briefly run through some NBA results and then we need to pay for this show. But Jason Tatum scored 41 in a remarkable display as the Celtics beat the Nets 118-110. So they extended their lead at the top of the Eastern Conference. An understrength Miami Heat thrashed the Bucks 123-97 in Wisconsin. Williams and Gilgis Alexander, they were in fine form against OKC. They had a comfortable 127-113 win. 
And then Kevin Durant scored 28 as the Phoenix Suns won an exciting back and forth against the Sacramento Kings. That was 130-125. Lakers fans out there, that was pretty straightforward. 125-111 against the struggling Detroit Pistons. LeBron had 25 for the hosts. And I did see as well Shaquille O'Neal, one of the most famous cops in the world. At long last, his name was added to the rafters there in Orlando. O'Neal became the first player in Magic franchise history to have his jersey retired. So that is nice for big Shaquille O'Neal, and he's been causing a bit of a stir on Twitter having a fight with Kanye. But above all of that, it was a pretty good day for him. This is the Big Sports Breakfast. Great to have your company throughout the morning. We've run through a little bit of league news, but what else has been just filtering around, Loz? Oh, there's a bit of news filtering around, obviously, um, you know, the trial starting tonight with Melbourne taking on the Bulldogs. And it's a big year for the Bulldogs coming off um, a disappointing season last year. So they'll need to get their act together. And uh, I'll, I'll be interested to see in, uh, how they perform this year with Stephen Crichton uh, going there. Um, but, you know, I think we look at the Titans. They're another team that we're looking at. Um, improving this year and with Des Hasler going there. But there's reports today stating that, you know, a couple of their profile players will miss the opening three weeks of the season in David Fafida and Jaden Campbell. So that's a setback for the Titans, in particular when they're trying to get Jaden Campbell into the team at fullback. And they've spent the whole preseason trying to play AJ Brimson at fullback. Um, if Campbell's missing, what do they do? Who do they put back there? And, and Dave Fafida is one of the most destructive back rowers. Um, in the game. So um, hopefully he can get himself back uh, as quickly as possible. Uh, but they're two players that the Titans can ill afford to lose for such a, uh, a long period. And the other one is, and the interesting thing to note in the trial matches this weekend, is the Roosters, the team that they're putting out. That looks close to being full strength. So I'm assuming the Roosters are trying to get uh, a bit of match fitness um, not so much match fitness, but more about their timing. That's what trials are all about, getting your timing in defence and working on your, your systems. You can train at uh, full pace uh, opposition and in scrimmage um, during the week, but there's nothing like getting out there and getting your shoulders mm. you know, in, in defence uh, when it's a full-on contest. So I reckon the Roosters have put out their best team or their best 17 and trying to get them a bit of... Uh, a run together before they get to Vegas and take on Broncos. Broncos, they're Broncos, yep. Mm. One of our listeners has just thrown 50 bucks. No, thrown a gorilla, there you go, on Souths to miss the eight at $3.50. So for those interested who thought that Alex was on the money, $3.50 to miss the top eight. Uh, a few other texts coming through, and a couple in regards to this Kansas City incident. There are some amazing videos doing the rounds on social media regarding fans that have had to tackle the shooters to save the lives of various others. And I see a tweet's already come out from Patrick Mahomes saying praying for Kansas City. So for those unaware, there was a shooting at the post-Super Bowl parade, the street parade today. It was just after the team had completed the parade, so no players or, or coaches were impacted. That said, uh, any life is an important one. One yes. person has lost their life. Three are critical. And the number's been upped from, fifth, from 10 injured to 15. So it's quite often the case in these situations that it, these numbers do grow because 
you're sort of getting the news as it's happening. Anyway, we'll keep you abreast of all that information. Steve Hewlett's got a big show coming up, and we're going to head his direction now. Loved the show yesterday. What's in store today? Yeah, thanks, Joe. Good morning, everyone. Just Storm Boys trial, of course, in about an hour. We'll be broadcasting that trial. Also, Tegan Harris and her future. Uh, is she ever going to ride again? Of course, she was involved in a fall last July at the Grafton Carnival. She'll talk to me this morning about those head injuries and also a collarbone injury. Look, we're going to see a very smart filly in New Zealand, orchestral. What are they going to do? Do they go to the Derby and then they come to Sydney for the, the Viner and the Oaks? Uh, Roger James will join me. Uh, Lloyd Kennewell about I Am Unstoppable, one of the favourites for the Lightning. Kelly Sweeter, couldn't grab him yesterday, but he'll tell us about Elmore Zillow, who didn't have a great deal of luck. Should have finished a bit closer in that uh, big millennium last weekend. And we've got SA News with Lincoln Moore as well, uh, the latest on that young jockey involved in that fall uh, track work uh, some a couple of days ago, Chelsea Reynolds. So we'll get the latest there. And also, of course, we're worried about Kelsey Hannon as well in SA and a few others. So lots of news right throughout the morning here this morning on Racing HQ. Steve, I've been called many names over my time. A lot of them on the text line, but none is more offensive than Jared. From here on in, oh, I, I need you to go with Ben. I didn't even realise I said it. Sorry, sorry, we're sorry. Old habits die hard. My apologies. Serious beef. And I don't know if you heard the show yesterday. I'm but just in uh, robot mode this morning. I'm really sorry. Yeah. No, nah, you're good. And from now on, please refer to him as Alf. He does prefer that. Or Gerald from here on in. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Ben. I'm very sorry. Thank uh, you. Forward to the show. Uh, he's a great man, Steve. And, and that'll be great. And Lincoln, who's one of his guests down there, and they're going to discuss some pretty... Um, difficult topics mm. with a, a dangerous fall down there in, in South Australia. I, I did update earlier, but just a heads up on that, Chelsea Reynolds does remain in an induced coma, and I'm sure that Lincoln's going to have a, a lot more info on that. But he does a great job down there. He was a, a racing journo for many a moon, and I know that he was listening to the show yesterday, helping me out with some facts and figures. So he'll be great listening, no doubt. Uh, Dave Stanley will have a big show coming up as well. And with that in mind... We better head the big man's direction. Dave, where were you headed yesterday? I forget. You going to Albury? Albury? Yeah, I'm actually sitting in Albury at the moment, boys. I'm down here ahead of their country champs uh, qualifier slash district final this weekend. And I think we're going to have a very strong race. But the southern districts have always got a horse that targets the, uh, the country champ final. They've had great success. Obviously, another one was a big winner, the horse from Wagga uh, for Gary Colvin, etc. So today we're going to chat about uh, everything Albury. We're going to chat with Ron Stubbs, uh, Donna Scott, Kim Davison, Tim Donnelly. They're going to be our trainer interviews to start the program. Kylie King's going to join us, the Mayor of Albury, and also Steve Heatherton. Uh, so not only have they got this uh, Country Champs race day coming up here, they've also got their cup meeting, which is not too far away as well, and I know the town have got behind that cup meeting with there's a half-day holiday on that particular Friday and it rolls into a big weekend and it's kind of good. The uh, the local councils and state and also federal all getting behind the racetrack here and, and understanding that um, it brings a lot of money into the economy. So we're going to have a chat about everything that's good about Albury. Uh, and it's a beautiful day here, boys, in the southern part of the state. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to it. Bit of rain up here. Always good weather down that way, though, Davey boy. It's a beautiful. It is a beautiful part of of New South Wales. In fact, oh, look, I know. I said that with most everywhere we go, it's always good. But you know, from doing a lot of you know travel around the world, of you blokes have done, and then to to travel around, you know, the state you live in, and also you know other 
countries and 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 whatnot. It uh, you realise we live in a very very good place. We certainly do. Uh, home tomorrow, or are you on the road again? Uh, home tonight, yep. tomorrow in Sydney, and then off to Young uh, for the shenanigans on the weekend. So via Canberra. So I'm going to the nation's capital Friday night, and then out to Young Saturday for a big day. They've got a marquee at the back of the Australian Hotel at the Young and. They've got Carlton on board. How many people expected to be there? Around so around 150 to yep. 200 have booked in at this stage, and I know accommodation is pretty scarce. So if you're keen to get to the shenanigans in Young, which a lot of people are, mm-hmm. I'd be calling the pub this afternoon, and I would be. They can sort of assist you with some places to oh. stay. But there's people coming from Orange. There's people coming from the Sapphire Coast. I know there's a couple of blokes coming down from Tamworth. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's going to be... Um, so, and what, what can they expect? What can they expect? Dave Stanley, fully uh, charged? Dave Stanley, yeah, fully half charged. charged? Or Dave Stanley no, doesn't get charged. a he'll be, he'll be fully charging him. Don't you worry. <laughs> fully charged. Fully charged fully and ready charged. to go. It's, right. it's, it's, like, it's like schoolies for us 40, 50-year-olds. Right. That's what it'll be. Wow. It'll just be a day on the punt. Wow. And a day in which you can just turn back the clock, pup. Hey, day. Davo, you don't mind a, a double dip, and I'm I'm not throwing stones because I, I quite like before, to do the you same did. if I can. But, <laughs> but Dave, oh, I can only assume that there's a you know a Calcutta or a function or something where you're, you're just lining the pockets that extra bit. Anything that anyone should try to get to on that front? On the no, well that's the shenanigans. That's what we're doing in in Young. So it's like a punters right. punters day. Yeah. You buy tickets, do you? Is that what you do? You you buy a share. So basically, it's uh, and it's it's something I've sort of picked it because I used to run a whole heap of punters clubs, and obviously when you run a punters club, as you boys know, and all our listeners would know, it's up to that individual to place the bets for the group. And I wasn't having much success, and everyone just gets filthy and dirty. I thought, hang on, I have got to flip the script here. So when you buy a share in the Stanley Shenanigans Punters Club. Your name goes on that particular share. So then what we do is, before each respective race, we pull out a name and that person they have the has to have the bet for the team. And you've got to sort of punt together as a team. So it's it's not just a matter of just, you know, one person controlling so all the So you share the responsibility of winning Share the losing. responsibility. Yeah. And then I also throw a little other few, few little rules in that if you are a part of the team, and then suddenly you start cheering another horse because you've had a little side yeah. bet on your tab account. <laughs> you get sprayed. You have to stand up. We all spray you. You're eating chilies. What about sculling yeah. if you're drinking right hand and all that type of stuff? There are those. those but obviously in? we do everything responsible. Oh, that's right. You've got to do things Sorry, responsible. Yes, yes, that's exactly you right. Know, and I, I, you know, I mean, when you look at me, you just see someone who is responsible. Everything I do in my life is responsible. So, I agree. And, you know, it's yeah. your middle name. Hey, we look forward to the show, Dave, and uh, enjoy the next couple of days. Yeah, thank you very much, boys. See you tomorrow. See you, buddy. Thanks for listening to the Big Sports Brekkie. Jared will be back tomorrow. I've appreciated your company. Thanks for making it nice and easy as always. Oh, you've gentlemen. done well, Ben. Yeah, Some well of done, your Benny. best work today, mate. Only, You're only outstanding. A, Thanks only for looking after us. 15 to 20 over the course of 48 <laughs> hours, but we'll see you next time.